one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is it. The time has come. Saturday night's all right for fighting. Get in the ring and go the distance with Fight Night with Adam Catterall and Gareth A. Davies. You're better than that! On TalkSport. Welcome to the Fight Night podcast from TalkSport. This is a special edition because we had a special guest on the Fight Night show at the weekend. Before I get to him, though, make sure you're subscribing to us on a weekly basis. So therefore, you never miss out on any of the fight sports content that we throw your way. This is a highly award-winning, nominated podcast, you know. Yes, that's right. Just thought I'd let you know that. That sounds like I'm a bit of a you-know-what, but you get the gist. Anyway, subscribe to it via iTunes. You can also do it via the TalkSport website. Now then, let's get to it, because an hour of the show at the weekend, Connor Ben was our co-presenter, and we spoke about everything. He's fantastic 2021, the situation with the WBC and the clean boxing programme, who he's fighting next, and he had some very strong words for David Avenisian and his team. Here you go. They say that it's hard to get out of bed in silk pyjamas. I get out of bed in silk pyjamas in my heated Range Rover seats with a nice massage on the back, heated steering. I still train harder than all these fools. They won't question me. No one banged him out in one round. Easy. Give me a proper test. And still, the WBA Continental Welterweight Champion, Connor, the Destroyer Band. He was talking like we're going to come together like Mack Trucks and it's going to be a great fight for the fans and he was on his bike the whole fight. So, you know, I was ready to go toe-to-toe and let him have it. Oh, good one. Two and he's down. Left right combination and it is all. Well, you say I silence all them doubters. Watch the next fight. It's going to be a test. My point is, they're not tests. And every time I say they're not, you know, it sounds like arrogance, but it's just confidence speaking. The one, the only destroyer himself. And he literally is the destroyer as he's gone through everybody that was put in front of him in 2021. 
uh, and he's passed it with grade A result the one and only Mr Connor Ben joining us on the show how are you sir I am blessed how are you guys very well man very yeah, well very good I want to know first of all how are the heated <laughs> seats on the way in tonight anyway do you know what they're pretty good I've got massages on these ones as well yeah, so, yeah it's pretty yeah, good but yeah. we're still crushing it aren't we oh, standard absolutely <laughs> um, listen we've got lots to talk about we're going to uh, you've very kindly given up a bit of time on a Saturday evening to come and join us for the first hour of the show we're going to talk about what's happening in 2022 who's next who's on the hit list all that's coming up in a minute got a few things to address as well with what we've seen this week with the WBC but first and foremost mate let's have a celebration shall we because 2021 was a fantastic year we lost count myself and Gareth on this show the amount of times we were talking about your improvement and we had Tony on last week we were chatting to him personally about the development that you were having in the gym anyway but then to see it play out in front of our eyes in front of the fans on the television screens around the world the three fights that you had last year every single time you stepped through those ropes there was improvement and there was a there was a talking point that come off the back of those fights where people are going where is the ceiling for Conor Ben how far is this guy going to go I think that's the exciting thing about my career is I was thrown into you know the Lions Den so to speak for headline the O2 arena on an AJ card high up on the bill and um, people have now seen me change from a boy to a man to you know a top top world contender and They've seen the progress and I've worked hard and I've applied myself. I've dedicated myself, you know, to my craft fully and people see that. And it's such a blessing because the people are really on this journey with me to the top. And, mm. you know, it's only a matter of time before I win a world title. It's, it's funny, isn't it, that, that there is always or there has been for, for four or five years a who knew about you. Who knew? Because when you started out, I know you gave your dad a beating when you were 18 and, 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 and like, put the old man in his place and you and him are brilliant. He won't like that. No, no, he will not. He will not. I hope you ain't listening. Listen, I had a lovely interview with you, with you both uh, just for Christmas for a piece in the Telegraph and, you know, kind of a YouTube interview. And what I love about you is you are such a chip off the old block and yet you've rejuvenated something in him. Yeah. You've made his life very special. You've made him more relevant to us who are a little bit older as well. And we're enjoying you through him. He's enjoying you, not in a vicarious way that he's needing to live through you because he lets you be you. And that's what I think is fantastic about it. He does, but I mean, I've definitely re-enlit something in his, you know, that fire in his belly, so to speak, when I had my debut. Hence why I think the comeback was spoken about and why he really wanted to come back because he was really reliving his career through me. It stoked a fire, didn't it? Yeah, yeah of course yeah, it did. did. And now yeah. I tell him, Dad, no, really relive your career through me. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's a, it's another end of the stick because he's like, son, I've, ne I've never felt like this in my career. You know, the nerves and you, you watch him and it's funny because you see him change fight week and you can see like a dad who's, well, the, 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 the dark destroyer you know, the, one of the baddest fighters to come out of Britain, nervous and, and shaken up about me fighting. So, and, you know, it's just so warming, you know, having my dad there watching his reaction on my fights. That was priceless. Mm. But, but the great thing about what he's saying is, and, and he because he's my age, because he sees the bigger picture, because he's a grandfather, you've made him a grandfather as well, is that he's saying, Connors, forget what he's doing in the ring, he's already achieved more than me because he's not going down the routes I went down. And that was the really significant thing about that interview. Well, do you know what? He raised me well. And, you know, that's credit to my parents. Because um, you didn't speak for a while, did you? You found... You you, you, you didn't like him for a while. You, oh, you yeah, You found no. it difficult, the things he'd done. Yeah, it was very difficult. I mean, it was hard. Um, I didn't understand why my dad was so hard on me or, you mm. know, 
I was separated from my siblings in terms of the way he raised me was very military, so, <laughs> so to speak, very firm, no compassion, no sympathy. And little did I know that if it had to prepare me for the life I live now, you know, thank you, Dax. When I look at my other siblings, they're all soft, you know, they're, they're nice, they're, they're quiet. <laughs> and, you know, I am like my dad. Yeah. And I think my dad just feared me becoming like him. But now as I'm a man myself and... You, you aren't know, doing I, those things. I'm, I'm in the world, so to speak, that he was in. I understand now where he was coming from and why he was concerned, why he was so harsh on me, mm. you know? And I get it. And, you know, I've got to an age now where I'm like, Dad, you know what? I get it. It was mm. the way you showed me how you loved me. It was how you know to show me. Mm. And that was all you know. But it's it's brilliant that you don't have to do drugs and go crazy and... You know, um, you know, cheating your partner, and you, you know, you're building a house. You're in love with Victoria. You've got a beautiful son, and I think that he's that, stunning, by the way. He, oh, he's gorgeous. Oh, he's so beautiful. But your dad is so made up over that fact about you. Yeah, that, that's what I think is is extraordinary about your relationship. He's yeah. um, no, he's an amazing man, mm -hmm. and you know him him being here for lockdown with my kid, mate, unbelievable. Has um, your performances in the ring surprised you? as much as it may have surprised the fan base that's out there? I don't think it surprises me because I do it day in, day out in the gym. Um, there's another thing performing in and there's another thing doing it behind closed doors. Um, but, you know, I seem to just always rise to the occasion. Whoever they put in front of me, I'm just very confident I can deal with. And that's because I do it on a regular basis, you know, behind the, behind the closed doors in the gym, uh, you know, regularly. So, you know, there's nothing that any fight can come to me and, and beat me at, so to speak, whether it's fitness, whether it's boxing IQ, whether it's, you know, time and agility, speed, whatever it is, I'll make sure that, you know, I'll raise the bar on all them, get all them levels. Has, has there been a moment in your professional career which maybe changed the mentality? For example, we've spoken many occasions on this show when you've been on with us about the Pinot fight, right? Yeah. We've spoken <laughs> about that first one. And if you look at that guy in the ring that night and you tell me that, this guy in front of me now, the guy that is performing the performances like he's knocking out against Algeria, if you told me in three years' time, this is going to be the version of Conor Ben, that's, that's a difficult thing from that particular point. Whoever to told to you, you'd think you, need, you belong in a straitjacket. Well, to get your head around it, it's yeah. a difficult thing. So was there a moment for you where you went, was it that fight, for Form, example? Formella fight. Okay. So the pain I'd fight, really, I thought the boxing ain't for me. I'm going to call it a day because if I can't beat people like that, then, you know, there's no room in a sport for me. And I don't know what happened. I don't know who convinced me. I don't know why I carried on, but I carried on. And, you know, I applied myself and you said, you know, what? I need to make changes. And the changes were made. And, you know, I raised the bar and here I am. You know, but the Formella fight for me was the fight where I thought I could actually win a world title. And I know that's quite late on in my career. I just think you hear some fighters talk and then you sort of think, do you actually believe that? Mm. Do you really believe that? So it's like, Part delusional, part confidence is like a fine line. Mm. There is a really mm. fine line. You know, I may look at some fighters and go, mate, you're delusional, but that's his confidence. And then, you know, sometimes that fighter wins that fight. And Tell I go, George Cambosos that. Well, yeah. You know? Prime example, you go, mate, like, yeah, you sure? Do you mm. really believe mm. that? But then there you go. So... It's yeah. like, I mean, this week's anniversary of Muhammad Ali's 80th birthday, right? Mm -hmm. One of his famous sayings is obviously, believe yourself that you're the greatest. 
before you end up becoming the greatest. You've got to kind of fake it before you make it type of situation, haven't you? It's got to be in your head. But how far do you take that? But you've got to know, you know what you can do in the gym. Any sportsman knows what they can do on the training ground. Any youngster knows that's coming up in a sport. They know their skill. When people have that arrogance about them and that self-belief that's deep and genuine and you see it time after time, you know it's because they've got it. We've watched enough sportsmen come through. Okay, so say if I was spoke with the world of confidence and, you know, three, four years ago, four, yeah, four years ago, I went, Gareth Adam, I'm going to beat Errol Spence. But, but you didn't do that three no, years ago. No, I know, but, uh. but, but, you know, Muhammad Ali talking, I should have. No, but you said I'm tracking Virgil Ortiz and we'll have a big fight. fight I didn't down say that four line. years no. ago. Three years no, ago. I didn't say nothing like that. Two years ago, then I, you were saying it, yeah. No, I, I you don't were think tracking I did. him. I've, I, 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 I don't think I ever said it on air. I don't ever think. Uh, yeah, exactly. So it's it gone from four ago. to two. To, yeah, it was a year. So ago, I don't yeah. ever think I said it on air. No, I may believe it, but I'd never say it because mm. I know how it sounds. Mm. But it's like there is a really fine line, in my opinion. I yeah. think to be a fighter and to think you can take on the world and you know beat King Kong, you have to be part delusional in the sport. But now the performances have backed up yes. the thought process. Now I can talk. Now I have the right to talk like Something that. changed yeah. in the last fight for me, and I've watched it two or three times now. Sorry, Ed. No, no, no. Um, t- t- a couple of things changed for me in the last fight, which was um, we saw something from you we've never seen before, which was fainting, movement from the waist, defensive nous, as well as attacking skill and ferociousness. And I think I think that was your most complete performance so far. Because and against the level of opponent, you got to look and, at the guy yeah, that you're okay, doing yeah, it against. Yeah. Do you know what's funny though? Is I looked at Algeria, and, and you know people don't like when you speak with confidence, so to speak, because you know it can really be mistaken for arrogance. So I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking, there's no way this guy's beating me. Like there is no way. And if I had said that, oh, he's arrogant. He's mm-hmm. this. He's that. And, you know all the rest of it. So I, I think it. I thought there's no way. Like, you are beating me, like, no chance. And then when the first bell went and he threw his first couple punches, I thought, no, mate, you're too slow. Mm. And there's no So would Khan and Brook be too slow for you as well, in my view? Well, Khan, you got to give it to him for his speed. He, you know, that's one thing. Yeah, he's got high work rate. But, you know, yeah, mark my words, I will land one within 36 minutes. And mark my word, no, I will do the job. I, I think they've you know? got three or four rounds against you, and I think that's that's my view anyway. It's been a phenomenal rise. Oh, good one. Two and he's down. Mid-right combination, and it is all over in an instant. I hit him, and then I see him fold. I mean, literally fold, and then it wasn't at that stage that I realised that he weren't getting up. It was when I see his ankle him roll on his ankle that I realised he weren't getting back up and that was when I pulled my shot back as it was um, yeah you just see that he just went completely limp he was waiting for the opportunity he picked his opportunity the left jab the right hand over the top Bob Lane for referee counts out the stricken Chris Algieri he wanted a statement victory now you listen to Fight Night on TalkSport. I'm Adam Catterall, Gareth Day Davies alongside me. Connor Ben in the studio with us. A fantastic year last year for Connor in the ring. Vargas Granados and Algeria at the end of the year all going over. Um, and that sets up a massive uh, 2022. We'll talk about prospective opponents in a moment or two. But we've got to touch upon a little bit of news that came out this week. Uh, we heard uh, that the WBC were doing WBC things and removed you from... Uh, from their rankings this week because you haven't signed up 
uh, to the clean boxing program, part of uh, their uh, uh, VADA testing and what have you. Listen, anybody that's listened to this show recently knows my thought process on the clean boxing program and uh, and the way that the WBC handled it. But it's not for me to jump on that right now. Um, I've seen that you put a statement out on your social media. Yes. Um, what's your reaction to everything that's happened this week? Oh, I was quite shocked to be fair. Because obviously, I was out in Dubai on holiday for two weeks. I've come back. Obviously. Yeah, well, neither of my team have received letters saying we're going to drop you out if you do not sign up to VADA. We haven't received no forms, no documents. you got to remember I'm tested regularly by UK and it's open. Yeah. Regularly, you know, and up to random testing as well. So, you know, for the press to be picking up on this and then they're making a statement, the press especially picking up on this going, Connor doesn't sign up to VADA. If I didn't want to go the WBC route, which I'm probably not, you know, I'm highly ranked in the. I mean, I'm highly ranked in all the governing bodies. Could go to WBA, IBF. I'd have to sign up to Vada if I did not want to. I will. So the paperwork's going to come through. We're going to sign it and be reinstated in the next couple of weeks, which mm-hmm. is fine. You know, just uh, clear this all up, which is a mess, which is shambles. But I am tested regularly by U County Doping, so. No, just to clear that up. I like the statement, the, the last line in the statement. Um, having done all the kind of. Uh, the housekeeping, you say, and I want to take this opportunity to officially put the welterweight division on notice for 2022. So just I believe I've done that in, in 2021, yeah. but 2022 <laughs> is going to be the year I start dealing with the top 10. Mm. Top five, even. Um, so that'll be done in the next couple of weeks, and therefore your uh, which is which I, I don't even know if I'm going a WBC route, but I'll just do it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, as I said, I'm tested by UK anti doping in camp, out of camp, after fights, before fights. You know, so I'd, I'd like to point out to fans that are listening to this: there are costs and implications to be able to, to. Well, I'll, I'll do it. You are gone. There you are go costs there. and implications to be to sign up to uh, um, Vada's uh, clean boxing program in order to be obviously ranked within uh, the the sanctioning body. And as I've said, and it's no secret, I've said this to Maurizio Suleiman when he was on the show. Um, when you obviously run a program like this and a fighter tests positive for a drug and then there is no sanctioning that comes along with them testing positive for that drug, i.e. Oscar Valdez last year, therefore then that brings into question the validity of the clean boxing program. So I have no problem with fighters thinking to themselves, should I, shouldn't I get involved in this? Is it really worth the letter that it's written on? Whatever, all right? That's that. You've got your business. You're going to sign up to it anyway. It's going to happen in a couple of weeks and you're going to be back in those rankings. And like you've said... May as well, just, I mean, because the press have picked up on it and, you know, kind of fails to test for you know sign up to for steroid testing what is it's silly mm. you know i'm tested regularly i'm a clean athlete and you know and that's that so listen is what it is the public can you know read that and you know they're gullible to reading it so you know that's fine i'd rather have a system than not though i think it's better that we've got one but, it's, yeah, you say, but you've you got to it does it work that's what I'm saying. If Does you find, it work? yeah. So well, we, we had so a big debate with yeah, Mauricio Suleiman. <laughs> You're getting me going again. Okay. <laughs> with, with Adam on it, you know, like, as, as Suleiman explained at the time, the thing that Valdez had taken, there's a difference between armed robbery and murder and shoplifting, and he was at the shoplifting. But, they're, but that's still a crime. But, but, yeah, it's still a crime, and I, they should have sanctioned him in some way. It's so contradicting then for me to be getting sick of fire who's not taking his supplements or you know banned substances, and then him be allowed to fight. On the clean, but it's just it's our it's. Listen, I, I I'm of the belief that, no that we are going to face at some point a criminal trial of someone that's tested positive for a drug and killed another man in the ring. So we will have done well, it. Well, let's illegally. hope. Let's hope, hope we don't get there. No, yeah. no, but that's the danger. Yeah, of course, isn't it? 
Of course, but it's not tiddlywinks. It's not a tickling competition. As but if you we're know. gonna, if we're gonna it's have a highly dangerous, inherently dangerous sport, if we're gonna have a program and someone gets found for a drug that is on that program, yeah, sanction them for it. That's what. Yeah, that in, was in my some point. Shape or form, I agree with that. Now then, um, let's talk about prospective opponents, my friend, because yes. there's loads of names knocking about. When you're knocking out um, former world champions at the back end of last year, obviously the tongues are going to be wagging. And as I've said, that development over three years now has got you on a level where we can't go backwards. We've got to be fighting either former world champions. Uh, guys that are coming through wanting to be world champion like yourself or indeed world champions of the present day that's the type of level that we're talking about in the welterweight division and the division is stacked absolutely stacked so where are we at right now first of all regarding time scale when can we expect to see you back in the ring uh, end of april definitely okay now there's chat that the next step for you from your promoter and your management team might be then move not moving to but at least having air fight in america in order to open that market for yourself I want to keep here for the British public. I mean, it's down to my promoter what he thinks is best than my team. Yeah. If it was my way, you know, I'd, I'd love to just keep it here. Um, keep it in London. Okay, that's fair. Um, but but if they- I would, of course. Uh, when, I, when, we, when I fought Samuel Vargas, I said I'll go to Canada and fight him. Mm-hmm. But you've got to understand your commercial value to your team because at the end of the day, if you're going to keep doing what you're doing, your stature grows in the game and therefore people are going to want to see you around the world. There's people fans of yours no doubt in America that wants to see you fight over there so I'm sure at some point whether it's next or not there is going to be a door opening for you to go and do it over in the States I said his job my, okay. my job is right. to train and beat the other geezer up whoever that is wherever it is a ring's a ring so who do you want then who, who, that, if you were in charge now if, if I could can we throw some names if I could choose my next three fights in order yeah go on so April summer December yeah Provide, where, I mean, this where, is like this please. is like I got. I like I, I love the O2 Arena. Okay, so okay. I'm just going to say okay. O2. If this was like, oh, okay. like ideal, perfect year. Go for it. Going, oh, one, one or two or three, then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. I probably I probably go either Mikey Garcia or Danny Garcia, Next. April twenty third. Yeah. That would be my my preference. Obviously, Here in this the UK, is, this O2 is all Arena. right. Just what Conor Ben wants yeah. and yeah. dreams of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's the result in both those fights? Well, he's good. He's gonna, he's, what, he's am gonna, gonna, what am I supposed right. to say? So, Mikey Garcia first. I want to know what you do yeah, to them. I, I, believe, I believe I win. And do you I stop them? I, win. I don't know, because I always prepare for a tough fight. I never go into a fight thinking, yeah, it's going to be an easy fight. I always think, I always prepare for the worst case scenario, you okay. know, which but is you me like going down. you finishing people. I do love finishing people, and that's why I do. But, I, I, don't bank, but well. I don't bank on it. So, you've got Mikey Garcia or yeah. Danny Garcia for April 23rd. Then I'd probably go... Well, obviously, you've got Kelbrook Khan fighting. You've got Keith Herman fighting Barrios. You've got Adrian Broner who wants to warm up. I'll have one of them for the summer as a, you know, a big fight and have it here. Um, obviously, Brook or Khan would be lovely. That's another story. It's a big Khan UK fight, fight. It's a big I don't fight. Know if, I don't even yeah. know if any of them would take the fight, but yeah. I know it's a big domestic. Yeah. You know, which There's is a lot of money want. in it. So it ain't just about the money. It's about having their name on my resume. No, but for them was for what them. I'm saying. That you're attractive to them because it's a big fight for them. Adrian Broner, you know, he's not going to get the money elsewhere. You know, he's if he, you know, you see his post and all that being yeah. a bit short of a few quid. Well, you know, he'd definitely take the, the fight with me because that's where the most money's at at the minute. But then you've also got Keith Furman. So those are the fights I would like for, well, second fight this year Keith Furman, Adrian Broner, Kelbrook or Khan. And then hopefully you guess or, you know, world title end of the year. Thurman for me is the trickiest out of all those fights. Agreed, and but you know yeah. I thrive off that. I'd, I'd love yeah. that. But uh, in terms of stylistically, bo- yeah, exactly. Because yeah, you're gonna. I remember saying this to to Tony, who was brilliant about you last week, um, to Tony Sims, your coach, and your dad, who said it as well when we spoke together. 
at some point, in midway through a fight, in the next two or three fights, he's going to have to find out another level about himself, aren't you? And that's what you're looking forward to, isn't it? I don't know where you haven't been out. before. Yeah, where, I, what I mean is where you haven't. Yeah, entering a realm, entering In, a realm I haven't entered yeah, before. Yeah, um, I, I, I think I know what I, I can do. Um, mm. You know, you know, someone's gonna have to knock me out of spark if I'm mm. getting back up. I, mm. I just know that about myself. I just have a fighting spirit, mm. and it's just the way I'm a gladiator, modern day gladiator. Mm. I love to fight and. Listen, people talk a good game. People talk about loving to fight. People, t I've proven it 20 times now. How many more times have I got to prove it? I want the harder fights. It's not like I'm going, oh, yeah, you know, I'm scared of that geezer. Oh, you know, I'm I want the hard fights. But it's my promoter's job to save me from myself. And I'm then, really glad what you said about those three fights you just mm -hmm. picked because that means you're not going to challenge for a world title till 2023. And I no, think that's spot no, on. No, end of the year, I think. Oh, do you? I think so. Listen... If you look at my career and the way it's going, I'm progressing at such a rapid rate. You you can't... Where is the ceiling, as Adam said earlier? Mm -hmm. Where is the ceiling? And the thing is, the thing is about this division, right? 147 right now. And I'm going to ask you this a little bit later on, so just part of this, have this in your mind for a second, because we've had this for a, a good two years now where the best two guys in this division have not fought each other. They're not unified this division in Spence and Crawford, all right? And we want to see that fight, of course we do, but we might not get it because one of them might fleet the division because he's getting a bit too big. He might go up to 154 and therefore then belts become vacant and opportunities then arise yes. for guys that are extremely yes. well-ranked within certain yeah. uh, sanctioning bodies, as you well are. And you're right to point out there, right? The names that you've said there, Mikey Garcia, Perfect fight. And the reason why it's a perfect fight, this guy is a multiple weight world champion, massive following over in the States, and he's got a big name. That's a big name. In the world of boxing, it crosses over. It's a big name for you to go and fight. With all due respect to him, he's not a 147-pound fighter, but he's still a big name for you to go over there and fight. That, for me, is a gateway then to America. You've then said the second fight, Gareth Thurman says, rightfully so, Keith Thurman, a very tricky fight, but a former world champion. He's been out for a bit of time. He's got a yeah. fight with Barrios coming mm -hmm. up. That, for me, is perfect. I yeah. think it's perfect. Don't get me wrong. There'll be British fight fans that want to see the Carn Brook winner in against yourself. Again, that's an absolute monster fight because we're talking about former world champions there. Again, a good, good fight. And then the final fight, I think it's inevitable. If you are through those two fights that I've just talked we're about... Ready. Right? If you're If you're through multiple weight world champion Mikey Garcia, if you're through multiple weight world champion... Uh, Keith Thurman uh, or or or, uh, or uh, Amir Khan or uh, Kel Brook. Where else is there to go, man? Oh, but Adam, you've got to remember... The only place not... to go is a world title. Agreed, and you've got to remember it's not just beating them. It's the manner in which I am doing it. Of, of course. Which is, you know, it's not like I'm, you know, scrimping by or, you know, having a hard fight or looking vulnerable. I'm cleaning them up, you know, like no problem. Like, I mean... It's, 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 can I can't say easy, but I mean, I, it is easy in comparison to the sparring I've been having. Can I throw a spanner in the works? What yeah, about yeah. a fight with David Avenison? Because that is one I is mouth watering. Those, those, are, those are the fights I want. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't shy away from them sort yeah. of fights. No, I know you don't. You see, but, but uh, where, 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 where will you meet that? Because that's a massive fight here for us. Yeah, but I'd rather a Sean Porter. Yeah. For the level of the fight he is in terms of his profile, you, when you weigh it up, not worth it. I'd rather a Sean Porter. I'd rather uh, a Ugas. Well, that's a Keith, Keith Thurman level, isn't it? Because there, he's at that level. But yeah. who's the bigger draw? At the end of the day, it's got to make sense in terms of profile. He's a risky fight for what? Yeah, with all due respect, right? And, there's, you, and you, when you want to talk about... Hold on a minute. When you want to talk about Avanesi and people saying, oh, I'm this and I'm that of him, when you look at the records, pair up mine and his record. Look at who he fought in fights 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Look at his record. At, say no more. 
Because if the shoe was on the other foot, would they be doing me any favours? Sure as hell they would not. Because when I wanted to fight for the British title, they made it very difficult. And you know what? They made it not happen. So I ain't going to be doing no one else no favours. And I ain't boxing on no one else's show. How does it make so, you feel when... Sorry, again. No, no, no. I'm waiting around for no you're one. You're a very so. smart young man yeah, is so, what you are. And you know, you that's know? that. So, but yeah. when people talk about the Avanessian thing... I don't care. I don't. How does it make you feel? I, I don't care. Because at the end of the day, what, you think... Do I look like the sort of geezer who's scared, scared of Avanessian? Or do I look like I'm scared of anyone? You know, and if you believe that, well, then more for you. Because every time I've proven in my career, you know, I'll get up and I'm up for a fight. Whoever it is, it really don't bother me. You know, so at the end of the day, if it, you know, I'll leave that to my promoter and my team. But as I said, I ain't doing no one anyone favours who wouldn't do me no favours. When, so I, wanted that, when I wanted that British title... Yeah. They, they did not make that fight happen. Mm, I didn't skip mm. the British toll. I didn't mm. want to. Mm. Oh, so now I'm going to bend over my back and, you know, fight you because you've got nowhere else to go. You know, at the end of the day, it's up for a money grab. Why don't you fight Echo? He's up for a money grab. And I don't blame him and his team for what calling my name. But everyone else calls my name. Everybody else calls my name. You know, I ain't going to entertain the public or, or give them what they want. You know, let, let them do what they got to do. If their hopes are fighting me, well, then... There's a problem with your promotional team because there's bigger fights for you to have. Listen, but, but hold on, hold on, Gareth. But it's a money grab. And that's why they're calling my name. And for his team, you know, oh yeah, Conor Ben, you know, you know, he's the biggest fight right now. You know, Virgil Ortiz, I don't think Virgil Ortiz turned down the fight to fight him. He should be chasing a you guy, suspense, but no, he's too busy calling my name because he knows that's where the money's at. It's all about the money. So, Listen, let's talk heated seats and salt pyjamas. I'd rather talk I'd rather about that too. I'd rather I like have... this version of Connor. Because it, <laughs> of course. No, Listen. you've done this on purpose, you think, Gareth. Anyway, <laughs> and you're sitting there stirring, you are. Listen, my, my take on, this is, on, on that whole situation is this, right? And I know that what's going on in social media and what people say. If you take a Keith Thurman, right? Yeah. Everything else is irrelevant. What about Mikey Garcia, Danny Garcia? It's all irrelevant. I've, I've asked these fights. It's all irrelevant. That's what I mean. There you go. So, so let's make them fight. Simple, done, bosh. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Garcia and Mikey Garcia, I'd relish both of them fights. Um, the Jaro Nenises, the Avanessians, um, I'd like to fight for a world title. But I think the Danny Garcia and Mikey Garcia are fights I'd take next. Connor Ben wins in double quick time. 
would kill him fighting um, Crawford or Spence. I, I really wouldn't because, you know, if one day it's going to come a time where he's going to meet meet a good fighter and I, I would still throw him in there. I wouldn't care because what he's only getting out what he's put in. It's fight night on TalkSport. Saturday night, I'm Adam Catswell, Gareth A. Davies alongside me, the one and only Conor Ben in the studio. He's just given us our wish list for 2022. What's Mikey Garcia? Or Danny Garcia, first up. Hopefully at the end of April, you said for that one. Let's hope so. Summertime, either a Keith Thurman or the winner of the Calm Brook fight. That'll be something special for British fight fans. At the back end of the year, with the way that this division is all set up, a world title fight with someone like a Jordanis Ugas. Uh, and all those fights, fingers crossed, take place at the O2 Arena. Something tells me that if there's a world title fight there, mate, um, the O2 Arena um, might be slightly too small. It might be, it might be, you might have to go to a football stadium or something like that to make that happen, uh, especially at the back end of the year, which should be an absolute uh, crackerjack. What do you make of this division? When you look at 147 right now, as you said two minutes ago, there's nobody that you fear. You, you fancy it with every single one of them, but where's the talent for you? Where, where, when you look at the guys... They're the good ones, and they're the ones that are going to give me a, you know, they'll give me a proper fight when it comes oh, to the time of me fighting them. I mean, you've got, it's all the Americans for sure. I don't look at anyone in the British division that I go, yeah, you'll be in hard night's work. And, you know, I'll be sore for a few days after the fight. Mm. I don't look at anyone in the British rankings that, that, do, that I think that about, you know. Um, I'd probably say, I have to say, Jaron Ennis, Virgil Ortiz, and Rashidi Ellis. You don't really get mentioned. You've got Blair the Fair, Cobbs. You have obviously. Errol Spence and... You see what I like about what you've just done there? You've answered that question, right? And there's obvious answers. But you've just answered the question. You've obviously done your homework. You're obviously looking around at other guys that are very similar to yourself, young, up and coming, (laughs) doing hungry, doing their thing. And you've mentioned a couple of fighters there that a lot of our our listeners might not necessarily know too much about. They'll have heard of the Ennises and the Ortiz. I don't even know if Tony knows about them, but you, you see them... Is that, is that from, you've been over there, you've sparred, have you come no, across these no, guys or not? I haven't, I haven't, I just, I've just seen, seen them, you know, because they got, they got something about them, I look at them and I go, you got, yeah, you got something about you, you know, I like, I like it, I look at them and I go, yeah, I like it, what he brings, they all bring certain different elements, but I look at them and go, cool, yeah, you got a bit of something you have, yeah, you're good at that, I like that, you know, or, you know, I go, oh, that'd be hard, because you're good at this, or whatever mm. it is, it's all the Americans, um, but you know, I don't, I don't, you know, have you, have, you have you ever spoken to any of them? I know social media. I speak to pretty much all of them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Rashidi Ellis, obviously he's Bayesian as well. Yeah, um, and then you have got Blair the Flair Cobbs, who I just like what he's about. I like what he stands for, what he represents, and then obviously you have got the Virgil Tees, the Jaron Innesses. I'd say probably those four are going to be the ones where it's like, yeah. Now, you're a straight shooter, right? And yeah. you're pretty good at picking up on other people's personality traits. When you speak to these gentlemen yeah. and you're having back and forth with them... Genuine. They come across as genuine, genuine guys. Genuine, so when yeah. they talk about, we are going to dance no, at no, some no, point... No, no, we, no, we don't say that. Okay. I mean, I know I know it's possible. I know, and I know it's highly likely it will happen. I mean, you're talking, you know, 90%. Um, if our careers keep going the way it's going, we're all going to meet at some stage because they've got something about them. They've got flair. They've got style. They've got charisma. They, you know, they've got the, 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 all the elements that make a big fight. Mm. Not just a good fighter who's under radar, who's quiet. These are good fighters with character. Good fighters who, you know, are easy sells. You know, do you do you feel a responsibility? Given like what I said two minutes ago about this division, which has frustrated a lot of fans for a long period of time at the top end, where we've not seen Crawford Spence, we haven't seen it, we want to see it, and it's just not happened for whatever reason. Do you feel a responsibility 
to make those big fights. When you're when you're talking about Ortiz, Ennis, and those guys, because there's going to be a point over the next two years where you are the guys. I don't. Feel, I don't feel the responsibility at all. I I don't at all because at the end of the day, if the fighters want the fight, I tell you now, you know, it, happen, it will happen. So unless obviously they're in contract and they can't, and and then it just gets political. There's a lot more to it than just making a a fight. I can shout from the rooftops. Thank God my promoters, you know, he backs me. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Thank God my promoters, you know, a great promoter. But there's other promoters out there who go, nah, sorry, mate, you ain't fighting. You ain't fighting him. You ain't fighting on their show. And I don't want you fighting a guy, period. So that's that. You know, you have no say. So Do you speak. find that frustrating? Almost oh, definitely. It's happened to me already. Mm-hmm. Not from my part. Yeah, yeah. Very frustrating, but, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, I take it as a compliment. I find it quite flattering. But it's broadening that out. Um... You said you love the O2 Arena. We'd love to see you fight at Wembley, all those places. Madison Square Garden, Las Vegas, um, being your own entity and having your own contractual desires, being a free agent, are those things that you're going to move towards I, as well? I don't know because I think to myself, Eddie, listen, I've got a great team. Yes, I fight. Yes, I risk my life. Yes, I train hard. Yes, I dedicate myself. Yes, I do the winning. But it's team effort. And, you know, I'm a strong believer in that, in, you know, everything has to work together. Mm. Commercially, I I reach my full potential. In terms of promotion, marketing, I reach my full potential. That isn't just my doing. At the end of the day, everyone does their job. And everyone does their job well, exceptionally well. Yes, I can go in there and knock them out. But you also need the, the right team behind you. And I don't have any interest in going on my ones or being a free agent or trying to grab money from, you know, who's paying the most because at the end of the day, money is very short-lived. At the end of the day, you know, there may be, when you see some fighters coming through now, you know, people dangle the carrot and, you know, they fall mm-hmm. for the carrot, but is it the best move for their career? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. You know, I'm not the guy to do that. I'm the guy to look at longevity. And, you know, there's definitely longevity with Eddie the way, you know, he's been with me the way he's promoted me, the way he's believed in me. And I don't have any interest in in going on my own, whether it's for more money or if PBC, um, TMT, ESPN are offering more money. No interest to me. But you have a you have a an air about you, an independence about you, a free spirit about you that it wouldn't surprise me if you do do that. If you're still doing this in four or five years' time, if you have that reach and you've fulfilled all your potential that you will be able to... Floyd Mayweather did it for will a reason. Will be able to, could be able to, uh, uh, to and, and would, uh, all completely different things. Could I? Could I do that? Yeah, pro- I could do that. Will I? Pro- no. So you're I, just I off some so. legacy and some good earnings legacy, in the sport and then you're going to get out, yeah? Yeah, definitely. I mean, look at my career so far. You're telling me if I was with any other promoter, I'd be... At the platform I am. No, I think you're with the right, have the, the right pro- place. Have the profile. We I've wondered got. when you moved from Sky with Eddie to Dazone whether it would work for you because you were just about to be a box office star in the UK. Well, listen, you know the decisions we made are you know proof in the pudding. Yeah, and you're you happy know, with whether it. yeah whether X Y Z was offering more money. Mm. It doesn't. It it ain't about that because that's just temporary. That's just a now thing. That's mm. just the greed thing. Mm. And you know you know, can be a bit foolish, you know, making the wrong decision based on financial gain. Don't get me wrong, money does talk, but, you know, to an extent. And, you know, I know what's best for me and I know what I want. If it was a money grab, you know, would I have moved straight away? You don't know. I mean, listen, me and Eddie, he looks after me well. You know, if you see the post that I posted earlier with Barry Earn and my dad, and, you know, my dad always said to me, oh, con, 
I would have loved to have had the relationship Eubanks had with Barry. Mm. You know, I would have loved to have had that relationship because Dad never had that. You know, and I feel like I got that with Eddie. You know, um, it's just nice to be on this journey with someone. Mm. You know, from the start to the finish, I find that so rewarding. Mm. You know, that's why I say when Tony hangs up the pads, you know, I hang up the gloves. I don't have no interest in. Bear in mind, I don't have to fight. So, what everything Tony's taught me is proof in the pudding. Like, if you want to sum up Tony as a trainer, and what he's like, I mean, look at my first fight and look at my last fight. That sums it up. So why would I then go, oh, you know what I think I could do with going to X, Y, Z. No, we all eat together now. We get into the stage now where, you know, we all win. And it's so much more rewarding when you've had people from day through you all the way to this. So rewarding. Can I ask then, because I was at that first press conference at London uh, Tower Bridge, wasn't it? That first yeah. day when Dad was there and you talked about all the history. What's the biggest thing you've learned in that entire time, that five years or whatever it's been? <laughs> Put me on the spot. Um, biggest thing I've learned from now and from then until now. Oh man, you put me on the spot. It's oh, life, man. Life. That's what I've learned. Is life. That's that's all I can say to that. There's so much more to it. Um, yeah. Oh man, it's life. That's it. Because yeah. you know, experience. Yeah. Experience. Mm. What life actually is. What life's actually about. What people are actually about. And I don't know if I see the world in a different way because of the position I'm in. And, you know, I used to think how I see God determines, you know, how you pray. And, oh, man, I don't know. I can just go off on one ear. I'll get really deep. And I'm not going to go in really deep. Go because, off, go off. No, go no, off. I'm not going to go off because I can get real deep. It, life just happens and you realise you some... Oh, listen, another question, please. Because I, I will get really deep. <laughs> and you're, come, then you're going to look listen, at me and think... We will come out, come back over that when you're, we no, you're a gonna, liqueur one no, day. No, you're going to you look know. at me and think, Man, this boy's got issues. <laughs> Not at all. I think we've had many conversations with you away from the microphone to so fully understand yeah. that you are far beyond your years. You are a deep thinker. You obviously have a good uh, base in your faith. And I think that is why you think the certain ways that you think. And that is now playing out with your professional career, mate. Um, 2021 was tremendous. Going back to what you were saying two, two minutes ago regarding uh, your matchroom relationship. The matchmaking was fantastic. That's why 2021 was absolutely top class. And hopefully 2022 will continue to be so. Is the signal from Ben. Granados prefers to get on his bike as the bell sounds at the end of 10 rounds. A solid test for Conor Ben. If I had a pick, I'd love to fight you, guess. I like what he's about. He's a nice guy, you know, I met him out when we went out to training in Vegas. But obviously he's got his mandatory that he's fighting. So, you know what I mean? Someone like the Adrian Broner fight. All three for your winner by unanimous decision. He's still undefeated and still the WBA Continental Welterweight Champion, Connor the Destroyer. Uh, you listen to Fight Night on TalkSport. I'm Adam Castro, Gareth A. Davies alongside me. Conor Ben is with us very kindly for the first hour of the show. And if you've only just tuned in, this is what he said so far. All right, He says he's going to sign up to the clean boxing programme. Hold your horses, don't worry about it. Stop nagging him about it. He'll sign up. It'll be done in two weeks. He'll be back in the WBC rankings. Everything will be tickety-boo. He's also said that Mikey Garcia, Keith Thurman, Amir Khan, Kelbrook and your Dennis Ugas are all on the hit list this year. Um, at least three of those six, I think I named there, are going to get it at some point, fingers crossed, if you had your own way. Oh, most definitely. By the end of the day, I'll leave that down to my partner and my team to sort out, you know, and if they don't want to fight, you know, if it makes money, it makes sense. So, mm. uh, were, 
Now, listen, as Garrett, can, can, I, I don't know whether you said this on the radio or you said this off air, actually, but you are obviously one of our shining lights as Brit- in Britain, right? <laughs> you know what, I, said, I, think he's, I think he is, the, you no, know, outside the heavyweights, he is the, the box office star, but I still want to know what he's learned about life in the last no, five Listen, years. stop getting deep. <laughs> yeah, we, I will get deep, and we're not doing this now. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is another hour. Of this is a po- we'll do a separate podcast. Yeah, we do, right? yeah, you can exactly. Get, get, yeah. get deep, we, uh, we comment. Right, now listen. As I said, we, I personally think that we're in a good position at the moment, British boxing. What's your take on it? You're I'm on the sitting, inside I'm of it. Quite, I'm sitting quite comfortable. Um, you know, I'm sitting amongst it. What do you think of this, the scene as a whole, British boxing at the moment? Like the heavyweights. As a heavy as the heavyweights, I think you know. I think the heavyweights is one of the best divisions at the minute in um, in British boxing. Mm. Frustrating though. Very very frustrating for British boxing again. <laughs> You know, it's just like, first off, when's Dylan White going to like get his shot? He, I just can't believe this. I don't think he is going to get his shot. I, ju- I just can't believe it. It's We're going to talk about it later. Well, I don't think yeah. he is. It's just get so it. jarring. Like, how is he still not fought for the world title? Well, he should have taken the fight with Anthony Joshua near the opportunity, in my view. Yeah, but you can't say that because that's past tense. We're no, talking. but I'm saying that. No, I know, but still, we should have had the opportunity to fight. He probably didn't have the right conditions. They weren't paying him enough money, but. I just think he should take the 80-20 split now. Just you take, think the so? opp- take the opportunity. But I think that's sore. He's waited for how long for that chance? Say if you're a fighter, and I know, yeah, people go, oh, yeah, but money shouldn't be the, the main objective. Well, listen, he's at, you know, later, end of, his, later end of his career. Yeah. And, and he's waited however long, missed out on however many opportunities to then go, yeah, 80-20 split. Would the division be what it is without the three fights between Fury and Wilder, though? And he missed out because of that. I'll make you right. Oh, come on, tell me about what life in the last five years. <laughs> Listen, Garrett, <laughs> you know how deep I can get because we just spoke about it often, Mike. You know how deep I can get. And I, and and I bought me tissues with me. Right, <laughs> I love it when you cry. Every time I interview oh, cheers, you, you cry. No, you no, know? no. But we're not. I'm, I'm, we're not doing this today. We're not doing. Cr- no, no, we're not no, doing we're tears not doing tonight. Today. Okay, all right. Sorry. Back to Adam then. Adam, take over. Please. No, I was just talking about the British boxing scene. <laughs> yeah, and no, we're what, talking what, about what, me crying. That escalated very quickly. And we're, we're Connor sees everything. We were just talking about heavyweights there. You said yeah, that the heavyweights in a good position, um, but a frustrating position. For frustrating. Fans. Obviously, we ain't got the belts, um, which is very well. Sorry. Obviously, we have Fury, but I mean, in terms of all the other belts, um, obviously you got AJ Usyk. Well, I don't even know if that's happening mm. or not. No, neither do we. No where's, one does. Where's Fury at amongst all yeah. that Fury Usyk? Where's Fury um, White saying what's even happening with Wilder? Number one, I'm gonna give you a hypothetical now, right? Something that's just come into my head, right? Okay. So if I'm putting you on the spot, tell me, and you don't okay. want to answer the question, don't answer it. Everything that's going on with these heavyweights is frustrating every man and his dog, yes. okay? Now, there's this negotiation here, there's this negotiation there, and then you get the, the call for step aside and all this type of stuff. <laughs> right? Here we go, here we go. I had this conversation this. with, with, with Danny. Would, if, you, if you were How in that much? situation, and would, you? would you step aside? Okay, so how much is it, first off? 15 million. 15? Yeah. All right, so now, <laughs> what? all right, so listen. Now listen, the public may not want to hear it, so you know if it's all about the public, and I'm going to say, of course I wouldn't take the 15 million. I'll no, go in and you're have. You're answering this for you, okay? But my well, all right. So listen, I'm going to be. I'm going to wear my heart on my sleeve and say what needs to be said. If anyone offered me 15 million, <laughs> yeah, and I got a big a smile, fight. and I got a big smile on my face to step aside and then still fight the winner, I tell you now, I will take that 15 million. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm off I've it got sense. So, so no one, no Joshua one, no do one that then for Usyk and Fury to I, fight? I think so. Listen, no one can point the finger at all. 
No one can point the finger. I don't care who you are because you're not in that position. No. And some people spend 20 quid a day on lottery tickets that they're likely not going to win. So when you've got 15 million offered and presented to you and you still get to fight the winner, by the way, guys, is obviously the better man for winning. So you're still going to be in a hard fight. Does it make sense for him as well? Because the, the, the awkward, does. awkward rematch he's got Joshua against Usyk. Of course it does. Yeah. It makes a world of sense. And there's no shame in taking the 50 million. I don't know what mm. people, why mm. people are carrying on saying, not, oh, is there not? No. This, there, this no, is what I, agree I with you. Say, I From my point agree. of view, there's it's absolutely the no right business move No, but move to the Joshua. general public, they'll yeah. go, oh, it's all about the money. Hey, he ain't going to spend all the money. Of course it's about the bank. money. It's price fighting, it's man. About, you, you think we're going in there and risk our... Listen, we love fighting, but you think we're going there and risk our lives for nothing? No, if we do not. You, listen, gentlemen, you're absolutely... From my point of view, if you get offered 10 to 15 million quid, right... And then you get the opportunity to fight the winner who's the better man for the undisputed championship of the world because all the belts will be on the line if that fight between Fury and and probably earn 60 million because it's you probably against Fury. No? Step aside. Step, you know, if like that was my advice. Advisor telling me, I'll be like, yeah, sweet mate. Like, you know, I'll step aside. No problem. Cash it. I'm, yeah, I'm, off, to, I'm off to the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you I'll be, in I'll, six months. I'll be gone for, for six months. I'll be gone for three years. I'll be back. I'll, I'll be back when I need another paycheck. <laughs> uh, right. We are going to get to see you back in April. Fingers yes, crossed, yeah? Definitely. Big fight. That's o- when you're going to be doing your thing. Arena. Big fight. And, um, mate, it's, it's been a long time coming for this year. You know, it's been a long, long time coming for this year. A lot of hard work. Days in, days out. Credit to Tony for training me while I was out for, you know, a year with my hand injury. While I was out for eight months with my broken jaw. No one getting paid, by the way. None of us getting paid. Tony not getting paid. Still dedicating his time to me, which is hours, by the way. Get me in last with me two hours, three hours. And then still not getting it right in sparring for at least a year. So, you know... I rate Tony, and uh, you know I am the fire I am because of him. You know, and I owe my career to him, and you know I won't be I won't be worrying about him. A million percent. So what makes a good coach is him knowing how what makes his fight a tick, how he operates, how what how does he work, how does he learn quickly, what is and and he knows all of it, and he has a way of making getting the best out of his fighters. And, you know, the proof's in the pudding. Again, trust. Say that. Any, trust. Any, that's yeah. it. And anybody yeah. that gets the opportunity to watch Connor speak about Tony, you can just see his face light up. Yep. And that tells you all that we need to know about Passionate. the relationship that they've got. Um, and long may that continue, especially throughout the course of this year, which could be a huge, huge year. If everything falls into place, mate, we will be fighting for world titles come the back end Definitely. of the year. Fingers crossed. Eh? Lovely hour. Listen, thank you, mate. Thank you, thank you so much, much for giving up a bit of time it's and coming to join on. us. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, for those that uh, want to know about social media pictures, Gareth and uh, Connor have swapped jackets this evening. <laughs> so Gareth's now uh, looking like uh, a trendy young whippersnapper. That's what I, that's what we like to see. There you go. Told you it were good. Fiery stuff from Connor Ben. Hopefully you enjoyed that. And if you enjoyed that, I'm sure you'll enjoy the rest of the show, which is available on a separate podcast. So make sure you subscribe to the Fight Night podcast from TalkSport on iTunes or via the TalkSport website. Catch you next time. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, 
Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 